Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. January 9th, 2021. Photography. Climbing buildings. Murder hoaxes, and being crazy rich. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. Hello. Well, hello. How are you? I'm all right. I'm, uh, I'm still, my voice continues to cut out as the day goes longer. Mm-hmm. Last night, as you're fully aware, in the latest hours of our conversation, I pretty much went mute. That's true. That's true. And we talked quite a bit before the video here. Yeah. The recording, as it were, whichever format you participate in. You've dropped down into the sexy tone You like of voice. it. You like it when I'm sick and dying, evidently. It's my greatest desire. I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. No, but truly, you know, since we were but children when we got married, I was, of course, a child bride. Yes. Uh, no, but seriously, for as long as I've known you, when you get sick voice, there's a like certain it. pitch and register that is highly enjoyable. It makes me think I should smoke heavily to Let's stay don't do that. in that that's, that's a bridge place. too far. You think so? Yeah. Maybe I should choke myself a lot or cough <laughs> no. incessantly in between conversations with okay, you. Okay, that's all right. Okay. Coughing's okay. No choking, though? No choking. All right. Well, today's January 9th, Saturday. Indeed. It is National Static Electricity Day. Can't say it like this, Bob. Um, it's weird. I, For the bit of reading I did, I'm uncertain as to what we're actually celebrating, why it's a holiday. Um but I'm perfectly willing to take a good old-fashioned balloon and rub it on my kid's head and see their hair stand up. You know what? First of all, that's fine. That's a fine application mm-hmm. of it. But that shock that you feel, there's two two times yeah. that it makes me like, 
angry. It's, it's so painful. It makes me irate. Yep. One is at the grocery store. Mm. When you touch that cart and it shocks you. The other is when you're getting clothes out of the dryer. You reach okay. in and touch yeah, on yeah. the inside of the dryer just in the right time, right way. Shocks the hell out of you. My <laughs> strongest memory of this is at whatever Protestant church we were attending at the time as a child. Multiples of them. It's all true. They all had shag carpet somewhere in there <laughs> and it would always be a super dry uh -huh. like no humidity in the air of course during the winter and you could just light somebody up oh i hate it I there's don't... uh there's some guidance given in the little bit that i did read mm. on how to avoid static shock if mm. you'd like mm -hmm. one if it's within your control if it's within your home you could have a humidifier okay that helps yeah um, outside of your home or outside of being able to control the humidity, rather. If your clothing is natural, being oh, yes. wool, cotton, rather yes, than yes. fakey stuff, that helps. I'll, yep. If your shoes are leather-soled rather than rubber, that helps. And as a last-ditch effort, if you will carry keys or something metallic in your hand, that that helps to reduce. Those are good tips. I will say the times I have shocked myself the worst, I've been going into the dryer to get freaking fleece polyester pajama mm. bottoms. Yep. Mostly it's the twins. They live in those. And man, I've really shocked myself. So that when you said natural versus synthetic yep. fiber, like I, I literally like felt it go through my body. Well, you never see sensation. you never see a sheep shocking themselves. Well, that's a good point. If you ever see sheep. I don't see sheep doing a lot of things. I bought a subscription to a sheep ranch, and so I, I see sheep regularly. A subscription. Yes, it's a thing for city dwellers. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Uh-huh. Um, yes. Well, look, how do we want to do this? Do you I'll want this take, first I'll one? I'll take this one okay. because why not? 1839. A man from France whose name you can't pronounce, so you just didn't, didn't put in the bother. notes. Maybe I could have pronounced I it. I didn't even bother. It was too much. It was Henri Kodak. No. Okay. It wasn't. He proclaimed that his invention, he had, he proclaimed that he had invented. Hmm. What became? What became the first commercially successful form of photography or yes. photography? Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. You got a story for us. Will it's, your voice hold up? Bit, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a story. So in the early 1900s, George Gibson Polly, I'll call him. It could be Polly. I think Polly feels right. I'm going to call him Polly. He was an American pioneer of the then unnamed act of buildering. Buildering, everybody. This is climbing the walls of tall buildings. I hate this whole story. It's like the precursor to parkour. Oh, yes, except far more dangerous, I think, than parkour. I don't know. I saw a dude trying to parkour, and he landed on a, a handrail, and he probably ruined his masculinity. Well, uh... The parkour I've seen is limited to Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute. Oh, that's different. That's different. Some some parkour, as it's portrayed, occurs across rooftops as well. So, in any event, this uh, this act of buildering it earned him the nickname the Human Fly, 
which is a nickname that's been applied to many people over time as oh. they've participated in this act. Great. Now, according to Polly, he became, uh, rather, he began his climbing career in 1910 at the age of 12. Yeah. The owner of a clothing store had, it was more or less of a bet. It was a, yeah, bullshit, you do this and I will do whatever. He said if he could climb to the top of the store on the exterior of the building, that he would give him a suit. And he did. Yeah. And what, he got the suit. What 12-year-old boy doesn't want a suit? Indeed. Over his career, which wasn't that long, he climbed over 2,000 buildings. Mm. Often, spicing up the performance by pretending to slip and fall would drop from one window ledge oh to another, grabbing a hold of it. He oh. was a true showman. I'm going to be over here breathing into a paper bag. Yeah. And this is all the stuff of nightmares. Well, that's coming. why people stood and watched. It was a real <laughs> butt-tingling experience. I'm not watching it. I can't even look at the notes. Purportedly, he learned a good number of his entertainment tricks and style from his dear friend, Harry Houdini. Of course he did. The showman. Yep. Well, on July 1st of 1919, um, because it wasn't all, like, normally, even way back when, in the early 1900s, he's getting paid $200 a, a show, if you will. Hey, that's not bad money in 1919. That's really good money. 1900s. Uh, but by, by 1919, he would include, as he did in this effort, he took a collection from spectators for the benefit of orphans at uh, the Children's Home in Charlottesville and climbed a building and handed over the proceeds. Um, and then in this event, at the top of the building, on the corner, he stood on his head and then even completed the more difficult task of descending by dropping down and grabbing, dropping down and grabbing. Well, well how would he normally get off of the building? Maybe through the stairs. I don't know. Like go in a window and... Possibly. This, go down this, like a it just human. pointed out that this one was unique because okay. the descent was included. Well, it was for the children, so okay. Yes. He uh, he made exhibitions in all of the principal cities of the United States. Including Oklahoma City? I don't no. know. Probably not. Nobody we cares. don't have any. It's like, hey, climb two stories. Big whoop. <laughs> I got too. drunk and fell off the roof last week. I'm fine. <laughs> that is how Oklahoma is now and yes. in 1919. So. Indeed. Um, also, all throughout Europe, many countries there. Yeah. Well, today in 1920, he had made the attempt to climb the 57-story Woolworth Building in New York City. I'll get you kicked out. All don't it'll get you kicked out. Don't worry, he didn't die. Um, in fact, he'd made it to the 30th of 57 floors when he was arrested because he was climbing without official permission. Did a police officer? Climb out onto the ledge on the 30th floor. What did they do? I couldn't find anywhere. My suspicion is they grabbed him through a window. I hate that idea, mm -hmm. too. I don't well, like any of this. Well, it is what it is, right? I can't change it. This is the past. Yes, yeah, it was a long time ago. I don't like it. So as I mentioned before, he wasn't the only human fly. He kind of popularized that name, and it's been shared amongst at least five others that have reached notoriety for climbing buildings. Sure. Um, most recently, at least in the notes I found, was 1977. It's not a bad year. It's not a bad year. It's two years after the magical year of my birth and somehow related to your infancy as well. Good. Yes. 
not the year we got married. <laughs> I would have been a real child bride, an so, infant. In, indeed. In that year, it was George Willig who, over the course of three and a half hours, climbed to World Trade Center. That's the building, mm-hmm. the second of the two towers. At the time, it was the third tallest building in the world. Now, as one would imagine, this unannounced, unsanctioned act drew a very significant crowd. People out in the street watching, even an, an officer, and I think it was like a, uh, a suicide negotiator climbed into a window washing unit and had sped over to his location as fast as you can speed in one of those. Uh, the officer tried to grab him. He swung out of the way. Ha ha! Cannot catch me, sir. When they realized both that he was not committing suicide and that he knew what the hell he was doing, they, they kind of just rode up alongside him and kept him company through the remainder of his climb. Um, now, he different than, uh, than, than Polly, than to my knowledge, any of the others. He... He'd visited roughly a year before. Okay. He'd taken some measurements. He'd built some apparatus. Okay. And all of that. And, you know, hey, to his credit as well, though, the outside of the building was very different than what buildings were in the 1910s and 20s. Certainly. Yes. Probably required some equipment where the others may not have. Sure. Um, He'd even made a couple of trips testing briefly on the sly and started out early this this morning and and began his ascent. so again, this this crowd, this disruption that has occurred. Well, the city of New York was pissed, <laughs> and they had originally fined him, or were threatening to fine him, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the inconvenience of his stunt. Mm-hmm. But the mayor, recognizing the fanfare, the feel good, the oh sure, all yes. of that, the mayor decided, no, we will fine you one cent per floor. That you climbed, which was 110, so it was a dollar and ten cents. And excuse me, the stunt ultimately garnered him appearances on the Tonight Show, Good Morning America, the Merv Griffin Show, ABC's Wide World of Sports, and it facilitated multiple later jobs for him as a stuntman on the Six Million Dollar Man, Trauma Center, Hollywood Beat. So all said and done. Pretty profitable endeavor. Good for, for him. him. We've got a couple stories that kind of pan out that way today. I'll tell you what, the sixties and the seventies—these were a wild time, my friend. Mm-hmm. Wild. Mm-hmm. May I take the next two? Do you want well, both? That, yeah. Okay. You've got to have the whole long story of all the human flies. Well, these are as long as you want to make them. Well, I cringed and just you bit literally chunks out of the seat cushion with your clinchy butt. Yes, that's gross, but not it's untrue. Not inaccurate or inaccurate. All right, in 1947, today is the last day that Elizabeth, nicknamed Betty Short, is seen alive. Now, if you, like me, are a true crime aficionado, you know the name. It's ringing bells for you right now because she's more famously known by the name the Black Dahlia. Yes. Now, this is a whole thing. It's Mm -hmm. one of the most perplexing, most widely discussed. Gory. Very gory. You want me to share one gory detail? I know all of the details, but okay. If you do not like the gory, skip ahead like 30 seconds. Uh, Just 10 seconds. Okay. 
when they find her body, it's literally cut in half at the waist. That is a true fact, yes. Now, there's so much to this story, and it's been discussed so many times. There's a ton of information out there about it. You can read, research, yeah. all of the things. All the things. When we get to World, I'm going to give you a listening recommendation if you want to know more of the story of the Black Dahlia. Uh, through the Freedom of Information Act, you can even go online and access the F. FBI. Yeah. I turned into an Okie for a you moment. got all rednecky. The FBI case files. That was 1947. Mm -hmm. Now, in 1972, one Mr. Clifford Irving publishes an autobiography of billionaire Howard Hughes. Again, 70s. It's a wild time, man. Right. The, claim, the claim being that Hughes had dictated to him uh -huh. and he wrote. Yes. Well... After it's published, Hughes demands, insists, it's a fake. Yes. Now, understand at this time, Hughes being the eccentric that he was, yes. he was already, foreign country, can't remember which one, he was already in seclusion. Mm. And so thought process was, he's not going to come out and argue. Oh. But so they, they took a swing. The uh, thought process was a wrong thought Indeed. Process, indeed. Right? He was like, No. I say nay. I say nay, good sirs. He sued publisher McGraw-Hill. Did he say, damn no? He said, damn no. <laughs> he emerged from seclusion. He had two words to say, damn no. Damn no. Is it hyphenated or is it one word? It's two words, but you have to emphasize them equally. Okay. As if it is hyphenated. Damn no. <laughs> um, now, as it turns out, Mr. Irving later confessed that it was actually a hoax. He served 17 months of a two-and-a-half-year prison sentence. I hope it was worth it, Mr. Irving. I think it was. Apparently it was. In 1981, Clifford Irving writes the book The Hoax, in which she detailed the events surrounding the development and sale of that fake autobiography. Uh, would it actually probably be a biography because an autobiography is when you write the story of your own self. Well, but it was called an autobiography. He claimed it an autobiography oh. because the claim was that Hughes had dictated to him and he, so he was like wrote sort of on behalf. Writer. Yeah, wrote on behalf of Hughes. Okay, I didn't understand yeah, that. Did okay. not did not interject any creativity, just wrote what the man said. Okay, okay, okay. Well the book was later adapted in two thousand six into a biopic of the same name, starring one Mr. Richard Gere, not a name you hear often these days. Not these but days, but he was pretty Yeah. Pretty hot shit back in the day. He was back in the day. Not sure when his star fell out of the sky, but in two thousand six he was in this movie. Uh starring as Clifford Irving. If it were not for Richard Gere, would George Clooney have ever been the sex symbol that he got to be? Richard Gere walked so George Clooney could run. I feel like that's the case. Richard Gere at least in the memories of my lifetime, was one of the first silver foxes of yeah. of history. Yes. The dogs are deeply entertained. Deeply snoring. Snoring through our commentary. All right. Okay. So, there's that. Um, much shorter, 2007, Steve Jobs announces the iPhone. The original iPhone. I, I remember this because... You were there? I was. He was your protege? No. I'm not saying I was like there at the announcement or anything, oh. but I remember the big deal this was because this was not that long after 
Apple had created the iPod. Oh, right, right, right. So we were still having our minds continually blown by the idea of digital music that you didn't have right. to carry around your disc man and iPod, all of this. iPod, iTunes. All of the things. Even the, the mini, like the postage stamp sized mm -hmm. iPod that could hold, yes. what was it, 30 minutes or something of music that you could wear to go jog. Yes. Clipped onto your shirt. You had, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you had a first gen iPhone. When we first moved to the town we lived in after you left coaching. I don't remember. I remember I was so jealous. It was either first or second. It was either like the original or a 2.0. I don't remember because it's possible because when we left coaching, which was 2008, mm -hmm. mid-2008, mid I had to have... No, I didn't go straight to the iPhone because I had a razor in between. That may very well be true, but when we moved I remember to that, the razor. I got both of us a razor. I got you a purple razor. I know what I'm saying to you. You don't know. You don't remember. You weren't there. <laughs> I remember. Damn you. no. Speaking of damn no, when the iPhone came out, I was a very... Remember this? I was holding out. I was you like, were no. anti. I was so anti it iPhone. It wasn't just when it came out. You were that way for damn a... Five, six, seven years? I No. Listen to me. No. I took a very strong damn no stance. Yes, you did. However, by 2011 at the latest, and I remember this specifically, I remember the first blogging conference I ever went to was in the spring of 2011. And right before I left, you were like, please take this iPhone. I'll go get another one. I want you to have some kind of... Okay. So when I said, happening. when I said you held out for five years, I was wrong by half a year. It was four and a half. That's right. Okay. Be specific. Yeah. So you're so much better than I assumed with your six month grace period. There is no grace. Nor there's, the no, mercy. there's no grace for your lies. That's what there's no grace for. <laughs> um, willful, willful lies. Now we're on iPhone 12. Is that out? No, we're past that, aren't we? What do you have? I have an 11. You have an 11. Okay. Yeah, we're on 12. And they've thrown the weird, like the, what's it called? What's the one Daisy got that we got Daisy? Oh, gosh. When SE or something? Yeah. They, yeah, they bring out the pretenders in between. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. I don't know. That's a whole nother rant. Okay. Whatever. What's trending? Trending. Well, trending number one, because we have two fantabulous trending things. Elon Musk who I... Who's that? Just kidding. I don't care a lot for. Um, Elon Musk is today and yesterday, I believe. All the days. Officially, maybe the day before, but no longer than that. No longer than a two-point whatever day okay. span. He is officially the richest bastard in the world. Whoa. How dare you besmirch his lineage, his patronage. He's a turd. Um, there was a significant spike in the price of Tesla stock. And I, I'm struggling now. I don't know if it was Thursday or Friday when officially this hit. Because there was a story that came out. I think a story came out Thursday, but then it didn't prove to be true. And it was Friday officially, I think, that this this final spike occurred that nudged him and his net worth to roughly $190 billion, which surpassed by five the previous richest man in the world, Jeff freaking Bezos. So take that, Alexa. Maybe she can talk to the Tesla and make it crash or something. I don't know. Probably that's what's happening next. I would guess. 
Now we have another trending. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. And it's taking it's taking me a second. I got to get it loaded up. Eight things. I didn't make this up. I didn't go search this out. This is literally in the trendings of of yesterday, um, eight things that you may not know about none other than St. Elvis Presley. <laughs> not a saint, not a saint. The king. That we know of. The king of rock and roll. It was his birthday. It was his uh, birthday. No wonder he's trending. Friday. You know nothing That must be Elvis. why this came out. So here they are. You take number one. Well, Elvis was in fact born on January 8th in the year of 1935 in Tupelo, Mississippi. He was raised in a uh, working class home. Loving. Loving. Loving parents. Close family relationship. Not very much money. It was Tupelo, Mississippi in the 30s, but that is when and where he was born. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did move to Memphis when he was a teenager. In fact, his family had been on government assistance for all of this time. They had only just recently gotten off of government assistance a few weeks earlier when he was discovered by a music producer, Sam Phillips who was like, that kid, not only can he sing, but he can really swivel those hips. His hips are crazy. His hips are a scandal. Elvis Pelvis. Yeah. His name was meant to rhyme with Pelvis. Here we go. Number two, Elvis had a twin brother, Jesse, who unfortunately was stillborn. That's true. His, it was Jesse Guerin. You know what Elvis's middle name is? I don't. Aaron. Aaron. Elvis Aaron and Jesse Guerin. Well, rhymey, rhyme along. Um, we didn't name our twins rhymers. We didn't. Did miss the boat on that? No, I think we won the game. Okay. So anybody who followed Elvis history or who would do so now and look at interviews that he participated in in the latter years of his life, he did actually often talk about his twin. This makes me want to cry. It does. There's a connection yep. so deep between twins that even... I don't doubt this for a moment. I don't think this was fabricated, any of that. I would think even in his adulthood, he would feel something missing. I agree. The thought of either of our twins losing one of the other, I would I I'd rather... Both I hope of us I'm die. dead. I hope I'm dead before that Yes, I hope I would rather us die in a fiery plane crash than the twins lose one of the it, other. Or a, a bus on a... Mountainside in South America, somewhere, something. <laughs> Let's don't imagine our own deaths too much. Okay. I'm just saying, like, that breaks my heart. I never knew that about Elvis. Yeah. Well, he was a truck driver, also didn't know that, 
for an electric company while he was in high school, and he was studying to be an electrician. Not high school. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He was attending night school. Yes. Yes. Different. There are different things. <laughs> I mean, it was a different time. I could believe that maybe he was driving a truck. You could, but it's not true. Sorry, I was like, Sorry. I didn't mean to tell lies about your life. He did quit his job in 1954. He started traveling, recording music with local musicians, Scotty Moore and Bill Black. Obviously, neither of which were quite as famous as him. Mm -hmm. um, number four. Elvis bought Graceland, Graceland. for $102,500 yep. when he was 22 years old. He bought it for himself, his parents, and his paternal grandmother to live in, of course, now. That house is designated a National Historical Landmark and receives upwards of 500,000 people a year. The house he would one day die in. Die in, taking a poop. Graceland. He played a big role in the inoculation effort during the polio outbreak in the 1940s. Much like our current and former presidents, because there's been this weird, this really weird media presence between uh, Biden, Trump, Obama, and Bush to be like, I'll, I'll take the inoculation on TV. Okay, I did not realize no, that. No, it's, it's well, despicable. It makes me want to slap all of them with a big package of wet spaghetti. Maybe they were just trying to follow in Elvis's footsteps because... Which is unoriginal and inauthentic and dishonest. On October 28th in 1956, he, Elvis, received his polio vaccine on live on The Ed Sullivan Show while millions of viewers watched. It was a move that did help convince teens and young adults... Yeah who did not think they were going to get that polio. Let me tell you that what. they needed a vaccine. Wait, I'm going to... Okay, you tell me while I look something up. Go when I look at these four presidents and they're making their effort, undoubtedly mirroring Elvis to try to encourage, there is no one of those men I want to be like what? in any way, shape, or form. It's a discouragement okay. to me to participate in the coronavirus vaccine don't 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 let your distaste for american politicians outweigh we'll the see. benefit we'll see of vaccination i've already had the corona wait i need to show you the picture okay if you why are they showing his bare ass on tv no it's not it's in the arm you guys right the arm of his ass no if you go to ass arm the very fantastic subreddit called Colorized History, where people who are very talented take... You can see Elvis's ass arm. Black and white pictures from the past and color them in appropriately. You can see a picture of Elvis. Look at the snarl on his face. Is that meant to be like, this hurts, but I'm doing it for you, America? Um, Look at his face. Look at it. Maybe he's looking at that nurse and saying, I was told there would be attractive nurses here. <laughs> The nurse is not what Elvis was expecting. No, she's, her forehead protrudes further than her nose and chin. She's a little on it's the homely side. Moderately look how, look where Neanderthal. Her hand is. Look where her hand is. She's like, here, Elvis. She's cupping me, his butt cheek. She's cupping his elbow, like here. His butt arm. Here, darling, let me hold your mm -hmm. arm. For I don't you. like it. Okay, that's a whole thing. I don't like it. Move ahead. Number six. Elvis served in the army for two years. I knew that. At the height of his fame. Yes. He was drafted, in fact. Mm -hmm. When he was 23, he, he was... He didn't dodge it. He could have. Didn't he could have pushed it. and yeah. gotten an exemption. I have some respect for him. 
Isn't this the basis of the musical Bye Bye Birdie? Quite possibly. You know, he no. had movies and whatnot where he was yeah. in uniform. Well, Elvis was eventually stationed in Germany, your homeland, as it were. Yes. In between opening thousands of pieces of fan mail, he met, oh, 14-year-old Priscilla. She was only Bourdieu, nine years younger, okay? Beaulieu, who he would marry in 1967 and then divorce six years later. Yeah. Well, you, you know. But gotta, first they had a daughter. Gotta keep your options open. Yeah. Um, I love this one. Number seven, Elvis had a black belt in karate mm. and carried the certificate in his wallet until his death. I had no idea. I actually, I I don't listen to a lot of Elvis music, but I do have an affinity. Having been to for Graceland, karate? no, oh. for Elvis, I did not know that he had a black belt in karate. I feel like I've seen an old picture of him in a karate gi. That's the, that actually does sound familiar. I feel like yeah. I would have thought it was a movie set, but no, that I, I feel yeah. like somewhere in my memory I can conjure that image. All right, bring us home. Eight of eight. Elvis Presley has been inducted into not one, not two, not three, not four, but five, five halls of fame. The, let's count them, rock and roll, the country, the gospel, the rockabilly. Did not know rockabilly oh, had yeah. its own hall of oh, fame. Yeah. And R&B. Hey, if Bobbleheads have a Hall of Fame, Rockabilly has a Hall of Fame. That's fair. He has sold over 1 billion records worldwide. That's a lot of records. I know I pull this out often like it's some kind of great achievement that I have been to Graceland. but It is a great achievement. If you're Half a million people a year. Yes. If you're ever in Memphis, even if you do not care a thing about Elvis Presley, you should go visit Graceland. It is a fascinating tour. I highly recommend it. Indeed. And the toilets are delightful. <laughs> You're rude. I am rude. What? Uh, it's time for World Watch, Read, Listen, Life style. And we have no notes for that. We're free <laughs> We're, Wow. Every once in a while, you go somewhere really raunchy. Not quite as bad as raunchy sausages. Oh, trust me. What you just did was worse. Um... <laughs> In fact, the damn no mug was just now supplanted <laughs> to have the free ballin' t-shirt. Sort of awesome free ballin'. <laughs> you have to edit that out. Mm -mm. You, you damned yourself on that oh, thing. Everyone goodness. will know. Okay, what should we watch? I have continued. I'm not quite done yet. I think I have another episode or two. Finishing up on Vikings, on yes. Prime. I enjoy it immensely. It's, it's certainly in... Season six to the weird point of things and all of that. You have to, you have to have traveled the journey to enjoy where you're at now with it. You can't just pick up. Now oh no no no! Be like, oh yeah, this makes sense. You gotta you gotta catch the first parts. I myself have not yet finished Bridgerton. I know this is to the great consternation of many. I know that I'm almost to episode six, which apparently has a lot of sexy times in it. Well, I can't watch it during the day with the children around. Children, close your eyes. <laughs> and I just. You won't watch it with me at night. It's terrible. Yeah, so I have... You just agreed, by the way. It's just not, for the record. It's not terrible, but I know it is not your uh, particular cup of My tea. My bailiwick? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't even know what that means. It just fit there. What are you reading? You, I'm not. I'm still reading The Extraordinaries, which is fantastic. But if you also wanted to, you could go read The Hoax by... Uh, what was his name? The guy that wrote it? 
the fake autobiography. Oh, scroll back up. something. Scroll back up. Okay. Entertainment music. No, no, no. Go Wait, ahead. wait. Shh. You went nuts on this. Clifford Irving. <laughs> by the way, by the way. <laughs> Excuse me. So Clifford Irving does the fake autobiography. Yeah. Then he does the hoax, talking about the hoax. Um, he's also, and of course this after prison, he's also gone on to do, I think several others that are, oh. um, like eBooks and different things like that. Well, too. You so go. if you're, if you find yourself in love with the writings of Clifford Irving, there's plenty out there. Yes. Um, listen, so no, wait, Oh, did you have a read? Well, I have a read. I'm not going to be very specific other than to say I've in the last couple of days, I found myself tumbled down a rabbit hole I never would have imagined. Yeah. And I'd stumbled across the Jewish Kabbalah, mm -hmm. which I don't even know if how I, how I can even summarize this, if it's possible. Um, some would demand that this goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Some would point to different points in time in history. It's... It's yet another perspective from which to read the Bible yes. and to look at stories from a psychological perspective, and it's overwhelming. I can't say that I buy in to everything if, in fact, I could even determine what everything is in terms of the perspective that's being offered. Yeah. But it certainly brings, for everything that I've come across, a very different and yet still very meaningful, very coherent message yes. to what's out there. And I'm I'm a little bit slack-jawed. There's a lot left to read. I don't know that I'll ever even attempt to summarize this for other people, but it's pretty interesting. When you begin to get into a subject, you, you personally turn the fire hose on yourself. Yes. And you just start imbibing as much as you can get in. Here's the, and here's the reason. When you... In today's day and age, at least, when you begin to look into something, we do live in the information age, and it is overwhelming everything that's out there. And it can be difficult to begin to identify, well, what's true and what's... Certainly, bold. yeah. And so the more information from multiple different sources that you can take in, mm -hmm. minimally what you can accomplish through that is to begin to identify the common threads across multiple sources and at least have a hopeful starting point to say, well, then... Presumably, because these are the things most often mentioned, maybe these are some of the core tenets behind what's going on here. Yes. So that's why I do that. It's exhausting. I'm literally bleary-eyed and exhausted right now because but you're so happy. over 48 hours I've been killing it. But I, I do enjoy it. it. I do enjoy it immensely. All right. Listening-wise, first of all, you could go listen to the brand new episode of Sort of Awesome if you haven't already. It's 10 more little... 10 hours. Little luxuries to get you through this winter. 10 luxuries. 10 yeah. hours of luxuries. Yeah. Is it hours? No. No, it's not. One hour as per usual, but yes. Also, remember we talked about the Black Dahlia. There's yes. a fantastic limited series podcast, which is to say you can binge the whole thing. There's no updates or whatever. It's one thing. It's called Root of Evil. And it's mm. about a woman who kind of accidentally discovers that her grandfather may have been the man who murdered the Black Dahlia. Of Dog. course. Everyone wants to claim it. 
It's... I will offer two Black Dahlia things. Oh, if okay. I may. Please do. One, where did the name come from? Do you have any idea? I do, but you go for well, it. Go for it. I can't remember it. I've oh. listened to the whole thing, but I can't remember. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I have no idea what he's saying. You you tried to bullshit a bullshitter. I don't in this moment, but as soon as you say it, I'll be like, yes, that's right. There is preceding the Black Dahlia murder. There was a movie called The Blue Dahlia. Okay. And it referenced a true crime thing. Yes. That's all the more details I know on that. And okay. the name The Black Dahlia came about from conversation that took place at a pharmacy, which I guess was the hot place to hang out then or something. Oh, and many of the patrons had kind of connected the two in theme. Okay. And began yeah. to call her the Black Dahlia, and okay. that's how the name stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is that this murder really, a lot of the details of it, tied into other murders. Yes. I cannot remember if they were before or after, which made very strong, somewhat supportive theory that this was the act of a serial killer. Okay. Well, go listen to Root of Evil. Fold in those facts into your listening experience if you don't mind a true crime story. I mean, it is pretty gory. Although I will say I'm a highly sensitive person and I was able to listen to Root of Evil without it An being- HSP? Thank you. You've come into my I'm trying, world. I'm trying so hard to know you. That means a lot to me. It really does. So even an HSP like me can listen to Root of Evil. Although, it's, I mean, if like murder stuff is disturbing, then just skip it. But if you can handle it, then it's a very well done If you're podcast. an MSP, it's no problem. Where is that? Medium sensitive person. Yes. Or, or like a or non-sensitive. NSP, a non-sensitive person. Right. You're like a non-sensitive They person. typically call that an NSB. What's that? Non-sensitive bastard. <laughs> I knew you were going to say You're that. no longer a person. You're a, you're a jerk. You know, here's the interesting thing. You have a few sensitivities. I do, and they're quite strong. They're very as strong. As evidenced by the whole story of, hell no, damn no. <laughs> damn no. You, you triggered me in that moment. I can't even remember what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't want to go back there. Anyway. the kids tearing something off. You have some strong sensitivities. I feel like yours are mostly auditory, although you do have some, like, sensory sensitivities in terms mm-hmm. of what you wear. You will yes. not, under any circumstances whatsoever, wear a sweater. Or assless chaps. Or a turtleneck. Or a turtleneck. I cannot. I cannot. It's bad. Yeah. So there's some The last time I wore one, I ripped the neck off of it. I couldn't control myself. It was over 20 years ago, but I have not been eager to experience anything. Um, but you do not have enough sensitivities, I don't think, to rank yourself onto the highly sensitive. True. I'm selectively experience. sensitive. That's perfect. You are absolutely selectively sensitive. About An things. SSP. But you have no sensitivities that I've noticed around crime, murder, kidnapping, terrible things in general you i think it's because i just accept that those are actually very real sure visceral parts of humanity i also accept them but they bother me deeply to think about well then we accept them differently i suppose that's right that kind of leads into lifestyle where meg murdered me last <laughs> night <laughs> this was our in last a visceral episode way uh we got a, a japanese 
Yes. Scotch whiskey? It's a whiskey. It's not a technically a it scotch. It can't be a scotch. It's a Japanese whiskey. Mm -hmm. It's a hibiki, right? No. It's not a hibiki. No, no. I but can't remember the name on it. It's it's on your phone. It's on my phone, which is recording yeah. us, so I can't do that. Um, here's what I'll offer. If anybody's interested, hit us up in the, the Facebooks. We'll throw the name out there. This one is so unique. I've had... A Hibiki, and which I think is part of Centauri. If not, I've also had Centauri. It is Centauri. Yes. Uh, Centauri, the man, a Japanese man, had gone to Ireland to figure out the art of whiskey Scot making. Scotland? Scot what is Ireland, Scotland, maybe Scotland. I'm sorry, Scotland. And scotch and whiskey and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. And he basically stole their secrets, married, and married a woman from there and brought her home. Yes. Um, and so that's very, those are very scotch and whiskey tasting yes this though it's called a whiskey it's very bright and it's it reminds me there's so years ago we had a tequila mm -hmm. don julio añejo which is a delightful very smoky whiskey or yeah. a tequila rather yeah um it's a sipper it's not a mixer and for the life of me this is exactly what that tastes like it's very round this the flavor of mm -hmm. this particular whiskey it's it's so, so round smooth. so smooth it's i mean i don't even really like us i mean smooth is not the first one i'm gonna reach for okay but this one is so intriguingly smooth it's so round in the mouth it's so but it's got that smoke i don't get much smoke from it no personally it's because you're a you're a human ashtray <laughs> okay that's that wasn't kind. It was not kind. I'm sorry. <laughs> but truly, even though I generally do prefer something much smokier, mm -hmm. uh, this one is very delightful. It's light. It's bright. Yeah. It's fresh. It's well, and when I call something smoky, yeah, it's I'm saying that from the perspective of most people. Most people would taste that and be like, "Well, that's smoky." I feel like if yeah. they drink wee beastie or that's any the of thing. the. The true peat monsters yeah. out there. They I just ate a campfire. <laughs> we beastie has has pushed me so far down the smokiness spectrum. That's mm -hmm. the Artebeg $35. If you just want to blow yourself out of the water with smokiness, it's great. It's delightful. But now it's totally like readjusted my spectrum to where I drink this Japanese and I'm like, I get right. no smoke kids right. from well, this. Well, and, and Lefroy's in that family and yeah. there's several others that are in this this family. Again, Pete Monster, that isn't a word I made up. That's yeah. a, a descriptor. Yeah. And this, this certainly isn't in that realm. Right. But for anybody that's unfamiliar with that, that note, yeah. It's going to be very noticeable. All of that to say, the Japanese whiskeys are a really great line. If you, especially if you are like, I don't want to be punched in the face by a drink I'm enjoying. Right. Check out a Japanese whiskey. But I whiskey. wouldn't mind being lightly slapped. Yeah, it's a little, it's just like a little smack in the face. Like yeah. a little playful smack not, Yeah, not unpleasant. Um, it was like, what, $35, $40? Yeah, yeah. It was very, it was very, it was a definite value buy. Yeah. Very high quality for the price you pay. Yes. So, anyway, we've, we've been enjoying that. Yes. Is that everything? I do think it is. Okay. Well, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. $190 billion is a lot of money. Also, Meg has a potty mouth. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.